everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 14th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we check in with the voice of Monmouth College Athletics, and that is none other than the inimitable Fighting Scott Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. Nathan is going to preview Monmouth football's return to the Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl, and he'll also discuss Fighting Scott's winter sports. For the second consecutive year, the Monmouth College football team will go bowling in November. The Fighting Scots are returning to the Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl, which is played in the greater Milwaukee area. This year's bowl game kicks off at 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, November 18th, which you can watch on lakefrontbowl.com and hear the WRAM radio play-by-play at radiomomnath.com. After winning the 134th edition of the Turkey Bowl back on November 11th by beating Knox College 42-7, Monmouth finished the season with a 8-1 record in the Midwest Conference. That record was identical identical to that of Illinois College, but because Illinois College beat the Scots 20-17 in September, the Blue Boys won the tiebreaker and earned the Midwest Conference's automatic bid to the NCAA Division III football playoffs. As the second-place Midwest Conference team, Monmouth received the bid to the Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl. It will be played once again on the campus of Wisconsin Lutheran College, and it will match up teams from the Midwest Conference and the Northern Athletics Collegiate Conference. Again, if you can't make it to Wisconsin on Saturday, you can watch the game online at lakefrontbowl.com, and you can hear the play-by-play from WRAM at radiomonmouth.com. Joining us to preview the Cousin Subs Lake front bowl and discuss Monmouth winter sports is none other than Monmouth sports information director Nathan Beliva. You can follow Nathan's work on the college's athletics website. That's monmouthscots.com. It's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Nathan also oversees Monmouth's robust athletic social media platforms. He calls play-by-play action for many Scots athletic events that are streamed online and he produces Scott Scoop. That's an excellent e-newsletter about Fighting Scots Athletics. During the school year, be sure to tune in to Monmouth Radio Station WRAM at 8.15 every Monday morning. That's when Nathan gives a weekly report about Fighting Scots Athletics. You just dial your radio dial to 1330 on the AM signal or point your browser to 977WMOI.com to hear the live stream. The station also posts a podcast of Nathan's interview every Monday. Monmouth played last year in the inaugural Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl. They beat Concordia University of Wisconsin. This year's foe is a familiar one, the Fighting Scots fans, the Green Knights of St. Norbert College. And Nathan says that should provide for an interesting matchup on Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, you know, the uh, Monmouth football team going to go to the Lakefront Bowl, the Cousin Sub Bowl up in uh, Wisconsin for the second year in a row. And uh, this time it is uh, an old rival in St. Norbert, a uh, team we've met 35 times. They were in the Midwest Conference from the early 80s until uh, 2019. And then, um, uh, you 
you know, would have been through 2020, but the COVID year. So they left and went uh, to the NACC, uh, which gets them some more Wisconsin competition and, um, you know, into, into Northern Illinois as well. So not as spread out, um, you know, as the Midwest Conference was for them. But, you know, the, these teams, obviously, before I got here, so I've been looking back on the history of it a lot this week, knew some of the history of it, of course, with the 2019 season. But, um, you know, really from the from the early 90s uh, or the late 90s until 2019, there was a 20-year stretch there where except for two years, uh, either Monmouth or St. Norbert won the Midwest Conference. A lot of those years we went head-to-head in the Midwest Conference championship game when that existed. A lot of those years where we finished first and second, um, you know, as well. So a lot of, lot of history there. Uh, coach Braun's been a part of a lot of that, both as a defensive coordinator and as a head coach. Uh, coach McCarty, who is there for St. Norbert, is in his eighth year, so those two went head-to-head quite a bit. Uh, St. Norbert got the better of us in two championship games in 15 and 18. We got the better of them in two championships in 17 and 19. Uh, obviously, the 19 one here, which is the last time the two teams have met, was a thriller. We've got two players left from that that, that played. Uh, Carter Boyer, fifth-year quarterback, who had uh, the amazing drive to end the game and found Jake year as for that touchdown with two seconds left uh, to win the game and Derek Brown who is a center now was a guard is a is a freshman back in, in 2019 but now is a uh, two-time offensive offensive line MVP in the conference uh, and, a, and a two-time all-region selection two-time first team um, you know at center also has a first team as a guard he made the first team in conference every year he was here that he played uh, so great career for Derek Brown who also caught a touchdown pass against Knox on Saturday which was awesome throwing a, a one-yard touchdown pass to a center slash guard who reports is eligible. Everybody was loving that play. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I know talking to Coach Braun, they had a lot of fun up there last year at the bowl game. Um, they really enjoyed the experience. They they went up there and embraced it for everything that it is. Chance to play one more game with this team together, this group together. Chance to go out with a, with another win. Uh, and this one I know will be special for both teams, uh, you know, going up against St. Norbert. Obviously, the players have changed since the last time we played, but I, I think all of our all of our players know, uh, you know, what it was to play against St. Norbert in conference. I know Coach Braun and Coach Freitag, who were part of those staffs, have, have uh, educated them on that, you know, over the week. And I'm sure the same things up there in De Pere, where they're telling everybody about Monmouth and the way we play football and the the battles and the rivalries that those two teams had uh, there over uh, a few decades, going head to head in conference. What do we know about this St. Norbert team? You know, the, the, the team has been very competitive in every game they played with one exception. They played Aurora, who's the team that's going to the uh, the playoffs from that conference. Uh, that was a 30-point game. But other than that, uh, they're two plays, just like we are, they're two plays away, uh, you know, from probably being ranked themselves. And they lost to Eureka uh, by one possession, uh, and then they lost non-conference uh, to UW-Stevens uh, Point by one possession. They beat Rippon, which is a, the only common opponent uh, that we have with them. Um, you know, so you, you look at, at where they are. They make those plays in those two games, um, and they're 9-1. and one. We make one more play in the Illinois College game. We're 9-1. and one. And then you're talking about these teams being in the playoffs instead of being in a bowl game, right? So, um, you know, it's just how the season goes with them. You know, you look at their stats. They have a great defense. Uh, that, that's where the, when I look through their players, that's what jumped out to me more. They don't have a thousand yard rusher. They don't have a 3000 yard 
passing quarterback. You know, you can't point at one thing, but their offense is very balanced. They have two running backs who combined average about 140 yards a game. One of them has 13 touchdowns. The other has seven. Uh, so they're scoring two touchdowns a game on the on the ground. Their quarterback's thrown for 1,800 yards. Doesn't throw the deep ball as much, um, but he's very he completes a lot of passes. Very efficient. Uh, same as Carter, right in the 60% completion range for that. They don't have one go-to wide receiver. Uh, they kind of had three or four balanced ones when you look at their stats, uh, which is kind of like us. You look at Nate Thornton, Jackson Berger, and, and uh, Brendan Bishop for us, three quarterbacks that are pretty balanced on any given day. One of them can be the guy that's got eight catches for 100 yards, uh, you know, as far as that goes. So very balanced team. They're a well-coached team. Uh, I know Coach said that um, you know for for what they what they played in the past, the way they played in the past, uh, they they uh, are always going to be disciplined. They're not going to give you. Uh, penalties they're not going to give you mistakes and uh, they're going to hit hard and and they're going to wrap up on tackles and take care of what they need to and I know that's what we're preparing for obviously the goal for goal for football is to keep playing beyond the last regular season game of the the year Uh, for Monmouth that was getting back into the NCAA division three playoffs as you mentioned mainly a play uh, short of that this year but it has to feel good going back to a bowl because you can tell recruits and look back on it when you're an alum and say you did play in the postseason two consecutive years yeah, that's exactly right. And also, you know, to uh, to continue to, to win, get to, get to that ninth win and continue to go. Uh, when I talked to Coach Braun on Monday of this week for our, our preview article for the bowl game and announcing the, the press release that we were selected for the bowl game, his quote was that, uh, you know, obviously the goal is to make it to the NCAA playoffs and, and to win conference and, and do that. Um, but that this is a great consolation prize because it's a very well-run uh, bowl game. It's their second year we were there in the first year now we're back in the second um and, and we know what to expect and, and i know he has a lot of a lot of respect for saint norbert and a lot of respect for the uh the people that put on the bowl game and the job that they do up there but yeah you're right you know you get to play another game you get to tell people like hey you know we're we're top two in conference that means we've got this opportunity uh to, to continue to play another game and to get those things and then the, the guys look like last year they look like they had a whole lot of fun up there you know uh, devin lawrence was the mvp and was having a lot of fun with that trophy a lot of them got their parents to go up there uh, you know, for for a game, for some of them that travel from farther, might be easier to get to Milwaukee than it is, you know, necessarily to get to Monmouth or Cornell or Jacksonville or, or Grinnell or wherever we're playing on the road. You know, if they can fly to Milwaukee and and stay right there for the weekend or watch that bowl game, you know, it, it's easier for the people whose families are flying from Florida specifically, um, you know, to do that to to get into Milwaukee. And for those that are from from local, whether it's from you know here in the the Monmouth and the the Western Illinois area, or they're from Peoria or the Chicago area obviously it's a lot closer but it's a nice easy drive up to up to Milwaukee to go up for the weekend for the parents of the the Monmouth players that are from Peoria and Bloomington and in the Springfield areas you know it's a three and a half hour four hour ride you go up there you check out Milwaukee get get a good dinner on Saturday night you know after the game and um, you know get to get to stay up there so it's it's a nice location uh, you know they'll go up on Friday get practice there at Wisconsin Lutheran College and uh, get to see another facility which is always great and then uh, uh, you know get the it's, it's an early game 11 a.m. not something we're used to so a little bit of an adjustment there for both teams but you know at the end of the day it's another football game 
And overall, you have to be pretty pleased with this football uh, season. There have been some some really uh, great storylines al- along the season, too. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, really good things that come out of the year. Uh, we led the conference with 16 uh, all-conference selections, 11 on the first team, five on the second. We had an uh, offensive line MVP in Derek Brown, defensive line MVP, defensive line MVP and Anthony Sakakis, who's a sophomore. He's had a great year. He's got a chance to break Corbin Personette's sack record from just two years ago. Uh, he's sitting at 15. Corbin had 16. Yes, Anthony will have an extra game, but that doesn't matter. When you look at the record books and you're going for totals, it matters in average per game, of course, but not in not in totals. So, uh, outside shot to break the tackles for loss record that Corbin set two years ago as well. He needs four on Saturday for that in the bowl game, but uh, you know, one sack there. He led the conference in sacks, tied for the conference leading tackles for loss, second in the nation in both as a sophomore. So he's a great story. Uh, we had the great win against Lake Forest with the block field goal and a wild ending there. Of course, we put a lot of points on a number three team in Wartburg who, uh, you know, very well might make another deep run. They went to the Final Four last year in the playoffs and very well could do it again. When you look at the draw they got in the bracket, it opens up for them to to go up there and maybe play North Central again in a semifinal and, and, and have that, uh, you know, have that game set up there as well. Um, we had a a bunch of fifth years who came back and had outstanding years to cap their career. Carter Boyer is going to end up uh, top five in just about every single quarterback category that we have. Uh, a couple of them, he's behind only the Tannies, uh, which is a pretty good spot to be when you look at career yardage or career touchdown passes. You look up and the only people ahead of you are an NFL quarterback and, and Alex Tanny and, and his brother and Mitch. So, um, you know, some good spots there. Um, you know, defensive too. You know, Nick Harris had a, had a great year with a couple of big interceptions and put his name up on the list. So did Tevin Baker and Nate Thornton, another good year at wide receiver. He's up in the top five um, in a couple different uh, categories with touchdowns and receiving yards. He's in top 10 in receptions, uh, you know, with another great year there for him. So I, I think we got some good young players who also got some some time this year. We got a breakout year for Jackson Berger, who's from Monmouth, uh, is a junior wide receiver, kind of what Nate Thornton did last year. Uh, you know, Jackson did this year and is a first team selection. Uh, sophomore offensive lineman and James Connors a first team uh, freshman offensive line, lineman and uh, Tyreek Tripp who's a, a, a second team all conference and McCade Brooks is a junior Did, didn't get a whole lot of carries last year behind Devin Lawrence um, you know and they're running back and went out this year and uh, had double digit touchdowns and, and ran for 800 yards and he's a second team all conference selection as well so you know getting to see some of those young guys step up is great and and uh, you know having you know they, they, they put the loss to IC behind them and went off and ran off seven straight wins after that and, and, and took care of their business didn't get a little bit of help that we needed to, to become conference champions at the end but but did what they needed to do you're listening to mom of college conversations I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the office of communications and marketing I'm talking to the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Mammoth Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. A reminder to not only follow Mammoth Athletics on social media, but be sure to sign up for Nathan's excellent Scott Scoop weekly e-newsletter. You can do both of those things by going to mammothscots.com. Another reminder is that on this Sunday, November 19th, Mammoth Symphonic Concert Band and Chamber Winds will present their fall concert in the Cash Performance Hall of Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. That concert, which is free and open to the public, gets underway at 3 in the afternoon. 
You can read a preview about it on the Monmouth College website. That's at monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. The Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl will mark the official end of Monmouth's fall sports seasons. Winter sports have been underway for a little more than a week already, including a new era in Fighting Scots women's basketball. Basketball got going uh, here in, in November, a new era there with uh, Coach Michelle Decou, uh, for three-time All-American at the University of Dallas. Her first head coaching job came from Hastings College in, in Nebraska, where she was a, an assistant and before that a graduate assistant. Um, so she's putting in her system, um, a, a, kind of a weird roster. We have one super senior, if you will, and Jaden Mitchell, who's a fifth year, uh, who took advantage of the COVID year. Plus, she only played nine games last year with an injury that, that cut her season short uh, from, from December on. Um, so so she's back, and then there's no actual seniors on the roster. Uh, there is uh, one junior that, that's on the roster, and uh, and Delaney Scheidenhelm there. And then she has uh, two freshmen, uh, Daniel Beach, who also played soccer, who is a, a second-team all-conference soccer selection with nine goals and nine assists from Geneseo. Taj Hansard, who's from Rockford. And everybody else on the roster is a sophomore, a double-digit amount of sophomores. So some of those sophomores played last year as freshmen. Uh, a couple that jump out, Ashley Jones and Madison Heist were starters for a good majority of the year last year. Uh, Ashley Jones is our returning leading scorer uh, off of last year's team. Kirsten Cox and uh, Ella Goodrich, Allie Hoy got some good minutes off the bench. But we had three seniors last year who were kind of do-everything seniors. And uh, to, uh, Zoe Wall, uh, Lily Harlan, who was all-conference selection, Teray Warner, who was a fifth year last year. Those three all averaged in double figures. Uh, they were 1-2-3 and three on the team in rebounding. They were 1-2-3 and three on the team and assists, um, they just did everything. They, they hit a bunch of three-pointers, and uh, you know it's tough to replace not only one senior, but when you get three of them that went together as a group. So even though Coach has some players that played last year, they didn't play in this grouping. They always had two or three experienced seniors on the court with them at all times. Um, you know, So now, where's that leadership coming from, right? And, and where's the scoring coming from? And, and that's the experimenting at the first part of the year for a new coach uh, with a new system. And, and some new players and players playing different positions. Um, there's not a ton of height. Um, and, and there's uh, uh, a lot of players who are interchangeable, where they're the same same size, same type positions, can guard the same type of positions. Um, you know, So right now, in the games that, that we've played, and there have been two of them to date, we've had different scoring uh, leaders. In the first one, it was Kirsten Cox and Ella Goodrich combined for 32 points out of the two of them. And then in the second game, Ashley Jones had 12 points and freshman Danielle Beach had a great game uh, hit a three uh, hit a couple of free throws got a couple buckets she was the second leading scorer so uh, the good part is you can get different players every night you're not relying on one person to go out and score 25 points per game the second part is you don't have somebody who can go out there and score 25 points per game right so it's like the good and the bad of it um, you know I know just from watching now two home games we're looking for somebody to step up at, at kind of the point guard position and take that over there's a couple different people there and like I mentioned looking for the leadership too because you've got just a ton of sophomores on the court at all times it's almost always four sophomores and a fifth year senior or five sophomores or four sophomores and a freshman maybe two freshmen and three sophomores that's a young team it's a young coach Uh, it's going to take a little bit and I think ultimately it's going to be really fun to watch 
men got their first win in their third game, and it was a thriller. Yeah, the men have had uh, what, a, what a weird start to the season. They went and played a Division One team, hit a three-pointer right out of the gate, had a lead. We could take a picture. Hey, we're beating Eastern Illinois on the scoreboard, right? Um, and then what happened is what you think would happen when a Division One team plays a Division Three team. So um, then went to Eureka, had a really tough start. We're down like 16-4, to four, battled back, took a lead, uh, fell behind, took a lead again, and then kind of ran out of gas at the end and, and didn't hit some big shots at the end of the game. To hats off to Eureka, they did, uh, and, and pulled off a very close win with, with free throws at the end of the game. Came out against Concordia, a team that had taken Elmhurst, uh, a, a very good team, an NCAA tournament team the last couple of years who made some deep runs. Um, Concordia was beating them by, I think it was nine with just under four minutes to go over the weekend. Elmhurst ended up winning. But you could see from Concordia, okay, they're shooters, and they got a lot of athleticism. They came out, just buried a couple real quick threes and had a eight, ten point lead. Uh, Kyle Taylor for us answered, hit a couple threes. To me, the really big play of that game was Declan Flynn hit a three-pointer, the buzzer to end the first half. Sent us in the locker room down three instead of down six. Plus, with the momentum, crowd was into it. Student section was great. The band was great. Um, you know, really loud going into halftime. So that was awesome. Came out of the half and really took it to them right there. And got some big buckets from Turner Plummer, uh, from Kyle Taylor, from David Williams, from Jordan Hill, kind of spreading the wealth around. Max Marrying off the bench with Yuvraj Sidhu uh, going down with an ankle injury. Gave some great minutes there off of the bench as well. Gannon Greenman did too. Uh, we ended up having 40 points off the bench, which was just fantastic, but took the lead. Uh, Kyle Taylor hit a three to, to give the lead, so had been from 10 down now to winning. Pushed that lead up to double digits, but then... A three-point shooting team is going to come back. Couldn't close out at the free throw line. Missed a couple down the stretch. Uh, missed the front end of a one-and-one. One, missed a technical free throw. And then, uncharacteristically, missed two free throws uh, from Taylor, who, who one of the guys you wanted the line there with less than two seconds left. So they got the ball. They got a chance down two. Uh, fortunately, their pass was a little too high and hit our ceiling. So uh, whoever put that whoever put that red beam in, put it in the perfect spot for us on Tuesday night. Ball hit the beam. All we had to do was get it in bounds. Did that. Got a 94-92 win. Um, but, yeah, you know, scored scored fi- more than 50 points in the second half. Uh, ended up hitting 12 out of 25 from three-point range. Had four guys in double figures, a couple of them off the bench. Great balance win. Coach told me earlier in the week, hey, we got we to gotta start scoring and we got to start shooting. I said to him after the game, hey, what you said on Monday morning, you, know, you nailed it. We had to start scoring. We had to start shooting. And he said, yep, sure did. He goes, I'm going to tell you now then. We got to start playing some defense. Maybe we'll get that going the next time and, and balance it around. And there's three road, uh, road games coming up uh three more games now before uh, conference starts but one of them at dubuque on friday and then we'll be back home next tuesday against blackburn and of course swimming and indoor track and field also taking place this time of year Yes, yeah, swimming is, has started. They've had uh, now two of their three home meets for the season. Uh, they also had a road meet at Illinois College. The big news this week was Callie Tate, who's a sophomore, uh, transfer from uh, Illinois Wesleyan, who's a Monmouth native, uh, broke the 50 uh, backstroke record, the school record, and uh, Coach tells me that'll happen a couple more times now uh, this year, too, that she got to it, and, 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 she, and he's hoping she's got another one under her belt and, and another one of her events, but she went out there. I mean, Grinnell wins conference every year, and Grinnell was in that meet, and 
she went out there and, and, and won her individual event, which is fantastic. And Tariq McCarty on the men's side, a freshman tied for first with one of the Grinnell swimmers in his event. So, um, you know, for them to be up there uh, as first year swimmers here for us and, and tie in with Grinnell and breaking school records is, is fantastic. So they've got a couple of weeks off now. They'll go swim in Beloit the first week of December. Then they'll take off for break and then uh, be back hitting the pool, uh, you know, right after uh, classes resume. They've got three meets in a row there. Um, one's a Friday, Saturday double weekend. So three weekends in a row, but four meets total, uh, including senior day here against Knox on the last Saturday of, uh, of January. Knox and NIC will be here for that. And then track has started practice. Their first meets on December 2nd up at St. Ambrose. That's new. Uh, that was allowed last year to have a December meet. We Our schedule was already set, so we didn't add one. This year, Coach Woodard added an early meet. So we've got a December meet up at St. Ambrose. And then they, too, will, of course, take their break for finals in, in, uh, in the holidays and get back early January and get to the bulk of their schedule there uh, starting on January 13th. And then we've got two home meets, uh, one in January and then the Roger Haynes Invitational again in February. So two home meets for the indoor track season. But, yeah, they, they're pretty much now going tracks go until the end of May. Uh, you know, hopefully with, with people going to nationals, they've got a, a full slate of a schedule. And uh, I know Coach Woodard's looking forward to it and getting the competition going. But, yeah, we've got got swimming track and, and both basketball teams now going in full blow as, uh, as football finishes up and we're into the, the full winter season. That's Nathan Beliva. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics as Mama's Sports Information Director. Be sure to keep your internet browser dialed up to the college's athletics website, mamascots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. It's also where you can watch Mammoth Athletics events streamed, with the exception of this Saturday's Cousin Subs Lakefront Bowl between Mammoth and St. Norbert. That will be streamed at lakefrontbowl.com, and you can listen to the WRAM play-by-play online at radiomammoth.com. And that's a wrap on this 14th episode of Mammoth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. This podcast will take a break and give thanks on Thanksgiving. Then it'll return for the stretch run of the fall semester on December 1st. Until our next conversation on that December 1st, this is Dwayne Bonifer, the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.